Showing up, uh, pretty good, good timing uh, that we have. <laughs> so, uh, I want to thank everybody. But before we start anything, uh, any business for the board, I'd like to bring Boris up with the uh, director, owner, CEO, I don't know what his title is, of uh, Open Arms uh, to do the welcoming for us, please. Boris? 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 While we're waiting for to locate Boris, uh, anybody that has their reappointment applications with them or a new application to become a new board member, and it needs to be uh, certified, we have Julie here that will do the cert, uh, notarize. Uh, she'll, she, she's here to do the, the notary for you guys. This is not Boris. This is Boris and Natasha. This is Natasha. Hi guys, my name is Nareda. I work here, it's gonna be what, five years? Going on five years. I've been in the kitchen doing arts and craft with the adults. This is like a total citizen. We make them happy. We do a lot of things, a lot of activities, we go to trips. Oh, he has the bathrooms. It's right here. The bathrooms are right there. The machines is over there with water and sells of water. That's about it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, with that, we now will go into the public session. Um, we will ask the speakers. They will have approximately three minutes each uh, to make their presentation, at which time then, if there's anything that requires board, uh, any further involvement by the board, uh, I will designate the committee that that should go to. But with that, I want to bring up, and I'm going to mess this up, but I'll go with the last name. Ms. Rivas? Rivas? Okay, from CCRP. What is Good evening, everyone. Good, Good evening. evening. Good evening. My name is Brianna, and I'm from Montefiore Medical Center. So I'm a project director working in the Department of Epidemiology there. And I'm here, and I want to talk to you guys today about a, a, a community survey that we're doing there. So in Montefiore, we recognize that there's a lot of gaps in health care in the community. So we're desperately trying to address this issue. So um, our center was awarded a National Cancer Institute grant, and we're using that money to uh, collect information from you guys about uh, what barriers to care you guys have, um, any issues you guys have getting health care, receiving health care, finding health care information. So our doctors want to take this information and uh, start targeting the areas that need the help. So I passed around some flyers 
Um, you should all have them on your table. I believe I left some in the back as well. So many of you have picked them up when they um, when you came in. But on the flyer, there's some more information about the survey. Um, we're asking people that live here, speak English or Spanish between 18 and 74, to complete this survey. If you want to, it's completely optional, but it'll definitely help us. Uh, the survey's online, it could be done by phone, it could be done uh, by mail as well. My contact information is also on this flyer, so feel free to contact me if you have any questions. Um, so um, I'm here, I'll be here. If anybody wants to ask me any questions about the survey, feel free to come see me in the back or call me on the, with my number on the flyer. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I would uh, wish to invite you to our uh, health committee. Mm -hmm. You can make a presentation there, a stronger presentation Absolutely. of what the program's all about. Okay. Uh, if you call the board tomorrow, mm -hmm. we'll let you know exactly what date. It's probably on the calendar anyway. You, you got a yeah, I got, yeah, I got it. It's on the calendar. All you have to do is tell them that you want to make a presentation. Absolutely. Yes. Right? Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Miss Anna Morelli from Miracle City. Anna? Anna going once, Anna going twice, Anna gone. Okay, what a fish Liana Acevedo from New York Public Library. Anna, I know you. session with someone that's incarcerated, family member, friend. Anybody can um, use the service. You just have to call the number. If you have our flyers, which I provided at the beginning, it's um, you can just call that number and we can give you the number for video visitation. Also starting this Saturday, um, it, due to the fact that we have so many people coming in for our, our English as a second language courses, we are starting at somewhat informal We Are New York English conversation classes. So these are starting this Saturday from 10 to 12. There's no sign up, people just come in and they, we have three instructors that are volunteering their time through New York Cares who will be having these sessions with us. Everything else is pretty much the same. We're starting sensory story time for children with autism, but it's open to all children. So if you guys are interested, just come into the library um, or just call, I'm always available. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, and you know that our library is very precious to us because that's the only one we have in this board. So we have to uh, help them out when they have their programs. I also want to uh, bring up Ms. Shaleen Ortega from Girl Scouts. Shaleen? By the way, anybody on this side, because I can't see to the because I got that wall there. So if you see anybody raising their hand, please let me know, please. Thank you. Sorry, I don't have cookies today. You guys should have told me. Darn it. <laughs> well, cookie season just started, so they actually haven't even come in yet. So we're just in luck. So hi, my name is Shailene Ortega. I am the Bronx recruiter for Girl Scouts of Greater New York. So I'm here to just tell you a little bit about Girl Scouts. We're the largest nonprofit leadership organization for girls and women. 
We prepare girls for a lifetime of leadership through access to tons of girl-led experiences and skill-building opportunities, supportive adults, and an inclusive community to build girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. Now, what it means to be a girl in Girl Scout. She's a go-getter. She expresses vision and ambition and persists through challenges. She's an innovator. She approaches problem solving with curiosity and creativity. She's a risk taker. She faces her fears and takes on new experiences in making decisions. She's a leader. She identifies her strengths, shows empathy, and empowers others. So we're trying to encourage the Bronx to start troops. And I'm actually the recruiter. So if anybody is interested in starting a troop in a community center, in your school, any um, in a church as well, we do them in churches as well. So we're able to come and help the girls out. It enriches their lives. Um, so I will be here for most of the meeting. I passed out some flyers, but I'll pass out some more. And a few statistics. 80% of female techs are leaders, of, and they were in Girl Scouts. The majority of all female U.S. astronauts were Girl Scouts. 76 of female U.S. Senators were Girl Scouts. And 100% of female U.S. Secretaries of State were Girl Scouts. So if anybody has any questions or want to see me, um, my card is back there, just let me know. Thank you. Thank you. And I also want to extend an invite, Ms. Ortega. I wish to also extend an invitation for you to uh, make a stronger presentation to our youth committee. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so. I was supposed to come to this one, but they said it was packed. Okay. Uh, so then name alert? Yes. So like that you can make a stronger yes. presentation and let everybody know. It was packed. We, we have five presenters already now to talk to them. That's why I told them to come here. Okay. It wasn't intentional. No, no. I'm sure it wasn't intentional. Uh, so I want to thank you. Uh, with that, it concludes the public session, and we are now uh, proceeding to the commanding officer's report. Um, and before he does that, I, 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 I need to say that last month, I put my foot in my mouth, and I made a statement. Um, was it two months ago? Two months ago. I'm sorry. And uh, I had, and so I'm doing a public apology to the 401 precinct on my, me putting my foot in my mouth, right? Um, and it doesn't usually happen, but this was one time that I did do it, and so I want to apologize to the men and women of the 4-1, and especially the leadership of the 4-1 precinct, led by uh, Deputy Inspector Segui. Good evening, everybody. How are you? Can you hear me in the back? A little under the weather today, so uh, just please bear with me. I'm dealing with two sick kids, and it was it was inevitable that I guess I would catch something. I'll start off with the uh, with the numbers for the 28-day period. These are the seven majors, uh, which occurred between December 25th, 2017, to January 21st, 2018. I will compare uh, this 28-day period against last year's 28-day period. Murder, we are one versus zero. This was the found body on December 29th, Friday, December 29th, yeah. Truxton and Worthen. Still under investigation. Uh, we do not know where this occurred. It appears that the body was left at this location. 
We do not think it happened in the confines of 4-1, or at the very least, not at that location. Like I said, still under investigation, but it looks like the body was just uh, left there. Rape, we are two versus zero. Robbery, 13 versus 14. Felony assault, 18 versus 19. Burglary, four versus nine. Grand larceny, 16 versus 16. Grand larceny auto, five versus nine for a total of uh, 59 versus 67. So overall, the 4-1 precinct is down 11.94% in crime for the 28-day period. Last year we had an out. Thank you. Last year, as you know, we had an outstanding year. We spoke about this at the meeting last month. We finished um, number 77 out of 77 precincts in the entire city, the highest crime reduction. Um, Lieutenant Hackey did a great job writing up a unit citation for the 4-1 precinct. Um, chief McEunan, who's the chief of the Bronx, fully supports us. He's gonna endorse it. I hope we get approved. I think this would be the first time that the 4-1 yeah. precinct was ever recognized. With a, with a unit citation, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. So, uh, thank you. so um, you know, we, we did great last year, but we can always do better. There's always room for improvement. Um, so 2018 is gonna be an even better year than 2017, okay? If you guys have any questions for me, please. If it's something personal that you wanna talk to, to me on the side, that's fine, but if anybody has any other concerns, anything they wanna bring up, Okay, thank you. I'll be on the side. Thank you, Dad. And if you need any letters of support on that unit citation, please let us know. Thank you. So that we can uh, go on record. Appreciating the work you guys done. Only one thing that I have to ask is that now when, last week when the weather was warm, um, for some reason kids were coming into Hewitt and right after recess, and there were a couple of fights that occurred. And it was like 20 or 30 kids fighting or cheering on. And, and that happened the same thing last year. Okay. For some reason, Hewitt Place, they, they like fighting it because they got three different ways to run around. If they if they, um, they can run up on some first. After school hours? After school hours, yeah. Okay, you know what, if you want to give me a specific spot, I'll, I'll have, uh, we'll pay special attention to it after school. Mm -hmm. I'll have the NCOs out there with the steady sectors that are during dismissal hours. And, uh, okay, thank you very much, Inspector. And uh, that's the great work that the 401 has been doing, and, and it's not just uh, they did it with their manpower, but they also did it with cooperation from this community and, and working hand in hand. And that's what happens. Uh, and when you look at that, the 401 is right smack in the middle of three other precincts that sort of their numbers are very high. Uh, of the four row, the four two, and the four three, uh, and you see that this happened in the four row. Uh, it just means the dedication of the men and women of the four one and doing the work, and it also reflects on the leadership that they have. So thank you, Director. Thank you. All right. Um, with that, we will uh, close any public session or the reports, and we will go to the business session. Maria. Thank you. And so here's roll call. When you hear your name, please say aye. Evelyn Arauz? Aye. Bobby Crespo? Aye. Altagracia Cruz? Estoy aquí todavía. Ah. Julia Cruz? Here. John DeRiggs? Here. 
Kevin Ellison. Paula Fields Conyers. Aye. Sonia Ferguson. Jasmine Goodwin. All right. Alex Alexandra Guadalupe. Yvonne Guillen. Jesse Harris. James Hernandez. Aye. Shaquan Hunt. Barbara Lopez. Still here. Lena Lopez. Okay. Roland Lopez. Yeah. Nicholas Matteo. Luis Marrero. I hear. Cedric McClester. Present. Donnie McKellar. Aye. Reverend Moses. Yeah. Dr. Francis. Maggie Ortiz. Aye. Felicia Portimondo. Sandra Reyes Cleato. Yeah? All right. All right. Martha? Yeah. Larry Robinson? Yeah. Peter Rosado? Yeah. Olga Rosario? Gwendolyn Salgado? Here. Richard Chairman? Here. Maria Torres? Here. Marilyn Rotten? Rotten? John Udo Oaken? Here. That concludes roll call and quorum is met. Thank you, Madam Secretary, and um, I want to, before we go any further, we, we did the roll call, but I know that he's got uh, something that he has to do to another event that he has to go to, so I will ask that the councilman, if he can come up and say a few words, please. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Can, I, can I talk without this? Because yeah. this sounds muffled. Yeah. So first, I just wanted to wish everyone a happy new year. Um, it's exciting to have you all here today. Um, I know every year we come to Open Arms, and they're always very generous with us. So I want to thank the owners uh, for Open Arms for once again allowing Community Board 2 uh, to be here. Um, very uh, briefly, just want to talk about some of the changes that have happened in City Hall. I'm pretty sure most of you saw it in the news, but we have a new speaker in the city council, and the new speaker, his name is Corey Johnson. Uh, Corey is a good friend of mine. Uh, he's a good friend of the Bronx, and so I am really excited uh, to, to know that I have a good relationship with Corey. So, you know, the way this works is that you have to build relationships so that you can deliver for your community. And so uh, I'm really pumped up that, you know, we made the right choice. Uh, Corey's gonna be an independent person from the mayor's office. And so, you know, that means that there's go you're gonna see a lot more of independence, a lot of pushback from city council in terms of the mayor's office policies that we don't agree with. So I guess uh, stay tuned, right? So see what happens here. Um, with that, they also announced a committee chairmanships. And um, so in the city council is broken up in terms of there is certain prestigious committees and uh, you have the finance committee, that's a very prestigious committee, and you also have the land use committee. It's a very powerful committee. And so I was named the chair of the land use committee for city council. <laughs> so that means that basically when you do your land, your land use items, um, you know, there's a process. It comes to the community board, it goes to the borough president, 
um, it goes to uh, city city planning, and then it ends at city council, and it goes through the land use committee. Normally, they they defer to the local member, um, but this time is a little different. Now, as the chair of the land use committee, I am going. I am in a position where I am with my colleagues. We're going to be approving. Land, I'm going to be approving land use items, not just for the South Bronx, but the city of New York. So in essence, the South Bronx is going to have a say-so as to what is happening in other boroughs, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens. So that's something they should be very excited about. Um, in the Bronx as well, I just want to get my notes here. You also have certain committees. So uh, you have uh, Council Member Richie Torres. They created a new committee. It's also a very powerful committee. It's called Oversight and Investigations Committee. Now. Just know that the previous speaker and the previous speaker before that, they did, they got, they kind of got rid of those committees at the behest of the mayor's office because the mayor, of course, who wants a committee that's called investigations that's going to be investigating him or investigating his uh, his uh, his agencies. Well, to show independence, this new speaker uh, created what's called the Oversight Investigations Committee that will be chaired by my good friend, Rich, Council Member Richie Torres, and Richie is gonna have 12 prosecutors under him. So, I mean, so just know that a lot of, there's gonna be a lot of um, investigations, a lot of oversight as to what's happening in terms of these uh, different city agencies. And, I, and I'm also part of that committee as well, which I'm really excited about. Um, it's budget time, so you not-for-profits that wanna request funding, please do not call me and say, oh, I wanna request funding. The way it works is, you have to submit an application online. Once you submit that application online, and then you can reach out to my office and we'll sit down with you and we'll work out exactly what's your acts and to see if they're reasonable acts and if they're feasible acts. All right, so again, if you're interested in applying online, you can reach out to our office and ask us how do you apply. We'll direct you to the appropriate person, but you have to do the legwork in applying. My office does not do that. Um, as you noticed, as you noticed um, recently with NYCHA, there's been a lot of scandals. Um, the first scandal is lead paint, you know, where the NYCHA chair lied to the federal government. Um, she filled out an application after they told her that the apartments were not being inspected for lead. She checked the box and says apartments are being inspected for lead. And she signed the application and she submitted it. This happened back, um, this got discovered and there was a hearing October, November. I called for the NYCHA chair to resign. I was one of the first elected officials to call for her to resign. And then right after that, the public advocate called for the NYCHA chair to resign. Um, we had some hearings. We grilled her. The mayor is defending her. Um, and she basically let go what well, she requested that two of her executives resign and she, which is two vice presidents, resigned. And another vice president, he got demoted from a vice president to a, uh, a supervisor for one of the NYCHA developments. In my opinion, what she did is that she threw them under the bus. I continued to ask her to resign. The winter came, what happens? Our boilers are down throughout NYCHA developments. I have the third largest NYCHA development in the city of New York, and it's frustrating to me, you know, when you have a building you know that these boilers need to be maintained. There needs to be maintenance. It's not a lot of work. You change the filters, right? You check for the filters. You have to bleed the lines. You have to do that. Totally ignored the total maintenance of these buildings. What happened? The winter, we've had a, we've had a rough winter. 
and my nights of development did not have any heat or hot water. Um, Stebbins Avenue, these, these uh, nitro developments here also did not have heat and hot water. We were able to work with NYCHA and we were able to get them uh, to start working again. And just yesterday, if you saw the news uh, yesterday and this morning, um, there was another investigation that came out where uh, the NYCHA chair, Shola, she lied. In, uh, she lied under oath to the city council when she was testifying about lead paint. And this is just me giving you an order of sequences what's been going on with NYCHA. So we've lost total confidence with NYCHA and we're once again calling for the NYCHA chair uh, to resign. Um, with that, um, I think I've spoken enough. My office is available Monday through Friday, nine to five. Uh, we have an immigration attorney there once a week to assist with anyone having issues with the immigration or just with their status. If they need to fill out applications, feel free to reach out to us. Um, and with that, I'll take any questions. Can I take questions? Yes, you can. Okay, um, that, that's a good treat that you get in there. So I want to know how are you going to force in there now to all those people that they live in those apartments, they got a lot of holes in the ceiling, in the wall, the bathroom is not working. And I see in the news many of them that got, many of those people that got, most of them got. And that's like the Prosper Union, and when you go down to Shell down on the side of those projects, they got a lot of, lot of things to do. And they, I know that for five years they took the money and they don't do nothing with those people. Well, look, there's two things that's going on with NYCHA, and I'm going to be very candid about it. There's capital needs. There's ceilings that are falling apart, elevators that are falling apart. These, these are capital needs that cost millions and millions of dollars. The federal government under this administration has really cut some of this funding. So NYCHA right now, there's a, there's a deficit of $21 billion in capital needs. My district alone, there's capital needs of $700 million for my NYCHA developments. That's, that's, so that's, you need to understand in terms of that. Now, there's the basic maintenance, where you have holes in your walls, right? Where you have ceilings falling apart, where you, you, know, you, you have issues with rodents. NYCHA should be addressing those issues. Those are not capital needs. That's mismanagement from NYCHA. And that is what, and, you know, and we've put Shola to the fire, and she has totally mismanaged you know, what she should be managing. So my recommendation to you, Altagracia, is and if you have any tenants who are having these issues where they have holes in their walls, uh, their sink's not working, they have to call. NYCHA has a special number to get a service request number. That's the ticket. I that's the ticket that, number. Yes, and that ticket number, if there's no response, they can call my office. My office has been good at following up with NYCHA, and we've expedited a lot of these uh, ticket no, uh, request numbers, you know, for apartments and need service. Okay. Yes. Good evening. Hey, how are you? I'm, I'm doing well, um, and congratulations. My question, even though I'm not in NYCHA, I understand that maybe in the past NYCHA buildings had programs where if you were residents living in NYCHA projects that they taught them how to do the sheet rocking. Yeah. And wouldn't that also be feasible to implement or that be a requirement for residents who live there that if they're learning those skills, to, and that will help with? Those, those programs still exist. And that's a federal program mm -hmm. in which it's, it's an opportunity where NYCHA residents who can learn a skill mm -hmm. and they and NYCHA hires them within yeah. their own developments to give an opportunity to learn a skill and 
you know, earn an income. With that, so with that program. So, the, so the problem here is not that. The problem yeah. here is that NYCHA, every NYCHA development, they have their own management and their staff, okay. and they're not being managed properly. So they're not doing their jobs. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Okay. You have to call my office. One week is a Monday, one week is a Tuesday, it varies. But speak to Maritza, Maritza knows. She's the one that does the schedule. Roland. You know, <clears throat> you're a homeowner, right? So am I, Mr. DeRiggs, and everybody else. And, and if you're a renter, you don't know this. Con Edison is so antiquated that when, when they come to be are the homeowners, are electric meters and gas meters, I have to let them down into the cellar. A lot of times they don't even come. At the, you know, they tell you from nine to five. No, so then we don't get the remote, you know, the, the ones that Queens and others say. So I called up a couple of times over the years. So they, they told me, we're doing Staten Island because it's a small borough. So I said, when are you getting to the Bronx? Because I'm tired of having to stay home waiting for you. Well, when we get through, we're going to do the Bronx, even though they have done certain areas of the Bronx. Now, I just want to know what's happening, if, if we could do something as a community. Um, I, I would have to follow up, Roland. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I know in my home, yeah. what we do yeah. is that we take a picture of our meter right. and email it to them. Because I, I don't, I'm not home, and I don't have the time. Yeah. But not, not, that doesn't work for everyone. Uh, exactly. Um, like, I have a box in front of my home for DEP. And that's how DEP charges my water. The water? Yeah, yeah. yeah we have that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I, I mean, what, what I recommend uh, tenants to do if you call 311, you can always call our office. One of my constituent services representatives will take that 301 complaint. What we do is we reach out to management and we also call HPD uh, to send out an inspector out there to, to inspect what's happening. If it's a chronic problem in terms of long-term problems, what the city does is that the city in the past has sent out temporary boilers to these buildings and they install them and they build that landlord. Um, I mean, it's, it's an ongoing problem with all buildings, especially when management or the landlord is not really maintaining these boilers as they should. Um, it, it goes by a case-by-case -case basis, and I, again, I just recommend that when this case happens, you call 311 and you reach out to our office so that we can assist them. Yes. In reference to the 311 inspector, my daughter had an issue with heat that she didn't have it. She has three babies. She called, made two complaints. The HPD person came out, but he went to a couple of apartments in the building, but never hit her. So what do you do in a situation like that? I mean, you, are they supposed to go to the one that make yeah, the complaint? They're supposed to go. Oh, okay. Now, let me let me remind you of something, and as well, you don't have to just call my office. Your community board office can deal with these issues as well. 
they have monthly borough board meetings with like different city agencies. And so uh, you can always call Rafa Cervedo and Cynthia Noneda, and they too will, can follow up on these 311 uh, uh, complaints. All right, with that, God bless you all. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good evening, guys. Congratulations, Councilman, on your new position. And I know you're going to do a dynamite job there. Um, city approval. So, uh, uh, so you know, we got we got some power now. We got power. With that, um, adoption of the minutes. I, I know that uh, we we're really pushing to get the minutes ready by Friday before the board meeting. And we almost got it, we almost tweaked it out the right way. Um, and, and so hopefully within another month or so, we, we, we will be getting the minutes before the uh, board meeting. This way the board members can read it. And if there's any corrections, you can call the board and get them corrected before the board meeting. But with that, if there is any uh, any part of the board of the minutes that is not correct, please contact the board and uh, where the section is at, wherever it is that, that needs to be corrected, and we will do the correction at that time. But with that, I will do. I, I will accept the adoption of the minutes. Paula, uh, Paula has the first most. Uh, second. She first in second. Glenda least uh, second. So all those in favor say aye. 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 Um, don't sound too convincing. All those in favor say aye. 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 Do I have to do a roll call order on this thing? <laughs> all those in favor say aye. Aye. Any nays? Any abstentions? are adopted with any corrections that have been sent to the board. Um, so now the chairman's report. Uh, I want to first say um, we've been, the, the, the staff has been doing a dynamite job at the board. Um, we're, we, uh, we thankfully uh, are, are getting a lot of the stuff that we needed to be done to correct issues from uh, previous administration. But I, I, uh, I, I want to follow up with what the chairman, uh, what the councilman stated as to the NYCHA. We have um, one development, which is Stebbins Hewitt, right down the block over here. That's the only building that's NYCHA, and I think there's another apartment building. Yeah, two. Two. So, what we want, what I'm going to ask the uh, the district manager to do is that Miss Cruz. Please, I don't want to be talking over anybody. That's being disrespectful. So I'm going to ask the uh, district manager to invite the manager of uh, Stebbins Hewitt to come before uh, the housing committee to make a report 
uh, because I understand that Stebbins Hewitt was one of those developments that had no heat uh, or hot water, and so uh, I want to follow up with that in the housing committee. So uh, Nick and and um, Nick Mario, who's the chair of the housing committee, uh, together with the uh, district manager uh, Ralph, and we'll uh, we'll work on it and getting that manager to come into the uh, board to make a presentation. Yes, ma'am. Which is the one that's got that phone with the Bergen Yeah. That's, that one's ran by uh, Sepco. Okay, but that's not in the district. That's All right. Um, I do want to thank two board members who I assigned into a task and they've been doing what they call a yeoman's job there. And that is on the Sparfit uh, project. Um, they've been making sure that this community knows about the application, the application process, and they've been working together with the development, the developer team, the developers team, and, um, and making sure that the word gets out uh, and, and doing some follow-ups on a cold day in January. Remember this month, early on, it was very, very cold. Um, they had a, a, a seminar and a workshop, and they had 75 people come out. And in the cold weather, that is great. So I want to thank Paula and Atagracia for doing a great, great job on that. And don't, don't, get, don't keep your feet off of them. Just stay on top of the, those developers. And uh, I know that today they did um, they did another workshop today prior to the board meeting, and um, I'm sure that there was a great turnout on that side. Um, but what we'll do is is um, they'll be at the housing committee. They will be making their report at the housing committee at that time. Okay. Um, We have, I, I just want to bring to the board's attention that Department of Homeless Services has been uh, bypassing the board. And I, I've spoken to the councilman about it, and uh, we will be meeting with the new council member hopefully very soon. Uh, she came before her swearing in to meet with Ralph and I, but I would like for her to come before the board and meet the board members. Um, and, and so, um, but, their, their DHS has decided to uh, go ahead with the objection of the board at 985 Bruckner. Uh, 985 Bruckner is that big empty lot that's on Bruckner Boulevard behind the um, the McDonald's. Oh yeah. On that on there, we had objected to it uh, only because of the formula that would require them to make sure that community residents get some apartments. And um, the formula is not fair um, the way they want to do it. We have been in touch with HPD and um, with uh, Mr. Jordan Press, and uh, we've uh, stated our objection to this project, and they have just decided to, uh, the commissioner uh, of uh, HPD, the commissioner of HPD, have stated that they're not gonna they're not gonna adhere to what the board doesn't want. 
they're going to go ahead with it. Um, and it. And it brings concerns because there's not a fair share of apartments in that, in that project with the, for the community. Um, we're not saying we don't want, we didn't want them. We're just saying that the formula was not fair to the community. Uh, we're only going to get 25 apartments out of 200 apartments. Um, and that's not fair. Um, when other, when other projects that come before us, uh, for instance, at, at Spotford, they're giving us close to 370, 370, 370 for the Spotford project. And, and for the Whitlock project, uh, it's about 210 apartments. When you see the difference, the, the difference there, that's not being fair to the community. And so uh, we, we stated our concerns. I brought this up before the Housing Committee a couple of times, um, and we've sent letters out to the commissioner uh, stating to our objections on this. Also, uh, DHS, right around the corner here at 875 Longwood, uh, DHS has brought in an agency to rent that entire building, which is five floors, um, and they are putting people to live there without even coming before the board, uh, making presentations. We have invited the agency, and we're still trying to find out which agency in the city of New York it's falling under, because DHS is saying it's not me. Uh, so it, it has to be an HRA contract. So uh, we've asked the councilman to please uh, intervene on our behalf on that, and he will be speaking to the commissioner for uh, HRA to, to discuss that particular project there. Because uh, they, they did just moving people in there and not even talking to the board. Um, and so uh, just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention. And, and so if you start hearing me scream about 875 or, or 985 out there, now you know why. Because um, it's not fair. Um, and, and it's not fair because they, 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 they are circumventing the, the, the entire process of the board. So that's the, uh, I, uh, the other good thing is, uh, the, one of the good things coming up now is that Ralph Acevedo, our district manager, has been able to speak to the, per, to the community government representative of school construction authority. As we all know, we got these two build, new projects coming up and one of the concerns from the board has been about schools. Where are the kids gonna go to? There's going to be overcrowding. So Ralph has been able to reach out to School Construction Authority. On February 20th, uh, they will be coming to, uh, to meet with the board, or at least meet with the committee. And I would uh, invite all board members to be there uh, to, to hear what's going on. There was a presentation made at the last bor borough cabinet meeting uh, where all the district managers were at. And this community board, out of all the community boards in the Bronx, this is the only community board that does not is not in any plans to give any new schools or renovate any of our schools. And so uh, I think that that's a, a, an issue of great importance and I think we need to be unified on this issue and we need to make sure that, uh, that we're all there to let them know that we're not happy with this 
particular issue, uh, especially when you're having uh, 740 uh, apartments coming up in, in, in Hunts Point and at Whitlock another 420. So you're talking about uh, close to 1,200 apartments. And, and, uh, and the schools are not prepared for those kinds of, of what, for what's coming in. So we should not wait. We should not wait until the last, the last minute to start requesting this. So we should be on the record early on. It is on the ULIP application that we did put in that we wanted uh, more schools uh, for the kids. But uh, you know, I just don't want to uh, let them go on that, on that issue. So uh, the Board of Education needs to, uh, the School Construction Authority that's under the purview of the uh, uh, board, uh, Department of Education needs to step up for Community Board 2. Uh, Altagracia, one quick question and then that's it, please. Okay. Yes, Altagracia. No, my, my concern is about the way you speak about the new building, another building for education. Another school, one, two schools, right? You're talking about that, I so for instance, PS75 is not equipped ready for those 420 apartments. And and PS48 is not ready for that 740 ways. No, no, but I'm not going to say that. What is it that you say? Okay, I say that because you're talking about that we need a more school. Yeah. I'm going to re um, I'm gonna remind you when, when we got a, a SPAFOR meeting before I went, they're talking about the project. That's one of the things I, I, I put in, in that day on the table. And Salamanca, the city councilor, he said he got in his mind too, and he's going to hop to to make sure they're going to have at least one more building for school over mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Because I know we understand that there's a lot of people going to come, a lot of kids, and they don't got no space. Yeah. And that's the concern that we have on our side uh, and the leadership of the board. Yes? Um, I'm sorry, you said if they're going, you invited them to which meeting? Just like I marked on my calendar. Uh, February 20th. The February 20th at the Education Committee um, that Cedric McCosta is going to be running. Okay? Cedric, I know I didn't tell it to you before, but now I'm sorry. I'll be let them know at the board office. Yes, it's at the board yeah. office. Yeah. Okay? Uh, 6 p.m., yeah. All right. Um, also, uh, we got correspondence going back and forth with the commissioner for the State Liquor Authority. He wants to come before the board uh, to meet with the board members. Uh, we're still working out on some of the details, but once we have an exact date, uh, Ralph will be letting everybody know uh, on an email on that particular date. And that's something that we need to uh, show our strength also. Uh, I have a concern. We have so many grocery stores, and I can tell you right now, as the former chair of the uh, FLP, and, and the present chair is here, uh, Peter Rosado, that uh, those stores are not coming back. They haven't come back to the door to get, um, to get a, re a, re a renewal letter from the board. And they're going by the wayside on that side. Uh, also, I understand that it's not required for people that want to open up liquor stores. They don't have to come before the board. Uh, and, and I object to that uh, because they, they may want to open up a store, but how far is it from a school? 
How far away is it from a, a house of worship? So we need to know uh, when, they, when they're replying. So hopefully when the, uh, we get the, the, the actual date, it'll probably either be held at the FOP uh, committee or he'll probably come here before the entire board. So uh, we'll let you all know when that, that, that occurs. All right? Uh, unfortunately, I, as chair, I always got to do some of the other dirty work. And we need to do, uh, I need to make them, let, let you know that there is a board member that we need to remove. Hold on a second. So there are two board members that resigned, uh, LaShawn Coleman and Israel Rodriguez. Uh, they have resigned from the board. Uh, one has moved uh, to, um, to another county. And, and um, LaShawn, his office uh, has been moved to Community Board 1. So he has to now go to Community Board 1 as a rep of his organization. So uh, those are the two uh, resignations. But also, um, we, we, we have a board member that has not attended uh, for some time, for several months, uh, Ms. Lina Lopez. And I need to get a motion to remove her from the board. She has had some. I second. She's had about approximately five absences from the full board, and from the committee, it's like three, three or four that she has not attended either. And so um, I had told everybody early on, I had told everybody early on when I got elected last, last year that attendance is something that I will constantly be looking at. Um, and at the executive committee meeting, we, um, we, 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 we went over the attendance, and, and um, it's, it's, uh, it was shown to us, Ms. Lina Lopez, as well as there's, a, some, uh, there's a, some understanding that she may not be living in Community Board 2 either. But uh, just on the mere fact of the attendance, uh, I'm requesting for a motion to remove Ms. Lopez. I'm making a motion. make the motion. Danny may a second it. Oh, Barbara. Yes, Barbara. I would like to know if did anyone send her a letter and let her know. Usually, that, not only did they send not only did they send letters to her, but the borough president that sent her her application for reappointment, mm -hmm. and it bounced back to the borough president. I just asked. Uh, can I say something? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, you know what? Before I think if they need that, but now they don't need it. Because I remember when the, the everything come out on the year and they said it was two years ago, if you missing by the ballot so most of my days in the committee or the two board meeting, they're supposed to be out and I agree in that. They don't have to make no leg. Because if you don't come to the meeting, you know you don't come to the meeting. They don't have to remind you. All right. So, uh, but but that's uh, I'm not going to go into the discussion. Um, the record speaks for itself. You need to see the. Uh, the, the, her, her attendance record, uh, we'll make it available. You come to the board and we'll make it available. So being a motion on the floor, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Any nays? Any abstentions? We hearing none, uh, so that'll be done, okay?
Um, other than that, I'm sorry about my stuttering. I'm not feeling too well. Um, but uh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And so now we'll go to the district manager's report. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I hope everyone can hear me. I don't want to use the mic. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Happy New Year. Yes. Uh, the district manager's report start on page 42. Um, and for the sake of time, I just want to quickly go over something. Really, on page 47, we're starting up our uh, what we started last year when there's events occurring in the borough or things of interest. Um, we list them on a spreadsheet. We no longer submit the flyers. We try to provide as much information. Um, so if anyone wants any follow-up regarding that, um, just let me know. I also have the two letters of resignations from the board members the chairman just went over. There's some information there about free taxes. There's some information in there about the new um, MTA bus service and um, the routes. We've provided all of that for you there. Uh, I'm constantly trying to send the board members any information regarding um, news of interest in our neighborhood. Um, the office is always open. I want to thank Oneida and Cynthia for doing a great job uh, with uh, following up with everyone and making sure that we all get everything that we need. If there's any questions, please speak to me. Mr. Chair, that concludes my report. Thank you, Ralph. Um, that uh, being the case, uh, Borough President's report. The Borough President report is in there. I think it's page 48. Unfortunately, there's no rep today. Thank you. Uh, so now we'll go to the elected officials report. Uh, we will start off with Senator Klein's. Otis. Otis. First. I'm like, whoa. Well, I just want to say I don't have an actual, uh, any real announcements except just to say that Senator Klein want to wish you a very happy new year. And that's pretty much it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. This like it. Oh, wait. Actually, I do have to. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, as after, starting after February 2nd, we are going to have a rep from the Black Institute come to our office every Friday um, to help with immigration services. You don't necessarily have to be one of our constituents as long as you're a resident of New York State. You are more than welcome to come to our office and speak to someone who can direct you on anything um, concerning legal matters with immigration. So that's two attorneys in the district. Yes, so uh, please. So we're doing good. <laughs> um, thank you, Oda. Um, and Maritza from Council Member Salamanca's office. Yes. Yes. I'm Maritza Wiggins from I'm the community liaison for Councilman Salamanca. I just wanted to piggyback what he said about the information about the immigration services. If anyone's interested, um, it's Mondays and Wednesdays, the lawyer's there from 10 to 3, and you have to call the office to make an appointment. You can always call me. If you need any business cards, you can see me after the meeting, and I'll give you a business card and give you more information. And that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Marita. And from Assemblyman Marcos Crespo, Devante. Good 
Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Sorry I arrived late. I missed out on all the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so um, happy new year. First thing I wanted to say, I've been greeting from Assemblymember Marcos Crespo. You guys are in the 85th district. We love you. Our office is on the other side, though, 1163 Manor Avenue. Our phone number is 718-893-0202. Uh, so I, we, have, we, we haven't had any big events this in the beginning of the year. We are working on an event with uh, Councilmember Salamanca that's coming up, a, a, a shredding event. So if you got all the old papers in your house, get them ready. It's going to come up soon. So we'll be announcing that in the upcoming, uh, upcoming board meetings. Um, Assemblymember Crespo passed eight great bills last year that affected education, health, uh, discounts on cell phone services for the poor, and things like that. So he just keep, he's he's considered he's still fighting the status quo to get more bills passed. He put like twenty on the table, so he's getting it right. Uh, good evening. Uh, thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone. Uh, and he never wants to stay away from us. He always wants to be around us. Anderson, where are you? Anderson. Oh, I always want to be around for everybody here, Chair, but there's other... He's representing the city controllers. Yes, I am. But there's other elected official uh, ladies here. I would like to let them go first. Oh, oh, oh. Go ahead, Don Juan. Are you ready for all this? All the time he's here. Now you better hope I recognize you. Uh, Jessica Reynoso from the Public Advocates Office. Hey. Hi everyone, um, I'll make this quick. We ha I have a report in, in your packet, but I just wanna make sure everyone has, um, if anyone knows any NYCHA residents, that they have this number. This number is for someone who wants to um, get uh, tested for lead, um, and this is the number. It's 347-507-3684. Uh, um, this will be active until February 16th, and this is pretty much, um, they'll direct you to a, a clinic that's near your area, whoever's NYCHA development person that you know, um, and it's gonna be active until February 16th. And the number is 347. 507-3684. And it's pretty much, um, they're focusing on children, pretty much. Six months to eight years old. That's one. Do they need their insurance or free or do we know that? I think it's free. Anyway, another thing, if anyone has any issues with NYCHA or with any um, apartment heat or whatever, please, you can give me a call, 212-669-4121, the Public Advocate Oversees, HPD, and all the other city agencies that you might have issues with. Um, and we're here to serve. Thank you. 212-669-4121. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. And Diana from Council Member I mean, Gloria, from, uh, Council Member Diana Ayala. That's our new council member that replaced the speakers off. Yes. Wow. But I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
thank you. It's good to stay home. Um, so as you know, we're transitioning. She's feeling her way out because it's a whole different hat. So we're really not doing any great events yet. Her inauguration is tomorrow at Johnson. Not tomorrow, Saturday at Johnson Community Center. We're planning one for the Bronx, and we will send Ralph the invitation so everyone can come and be part of the Bronx. And I guess immigration is the hottest topic for today. She also has free immigration screenings once a month at our Bronx office. The flyer, the address is the same, the phone number is the same. Some of the staff members have changed, but I'm still there. Good evening. <laughs> Thank you, Gloria. And with that, that concludes the, uh, oh, I forgot, Anderson. He was ready to scream from all the way back there. It's always great to be, uh, to be home. As you know, I represent the Comptroller of the City, Scott Stringer, the Chief Financial Officer of the City of New York, who's responsible for overseeing the pension system, uh, making sure that there is accountability and transparency with city agencies. And together with the help of each and everyone here, that we continue to feel proud of what is going on in the city. You see, with the audits, contracts, etc. Most recently, the comptroller released a statement about assessor right, a uh, service that is provided to over 6 million uh, residents in this city. Uh, it was found that over 40% of the complaints were they were safety and lateness when unseen by New York City Transit MTA. That means that those complaints were not addressed properly and the issues repeated themselves again. Why is this critical? It is critical because there's so many people with disabilities that take this service that can suffer the next time simply because someone decided not to appropriately address it. Now, there's other reports that the Comptroller has done. We have divested from investing in fossil fuels. You see, as New Yorkers, we invest in our pension system and we don't want to invest in something that is in the long term going to hurt our pension system. So we are planning together with other elected officials like Tish, uh, the public advocate, to divest from the fossil fuels. We have also received a report, we have also released a report about women-owned and minority-owned businesses. You see, the city procures over $21 billion a year, and only about $1 billion go towards minority and women-owned businesses. Uh, we are doing better. There's 5,200 contracts for minority and women-owned businesses. But there's also a lack of municipalities like DOT, sanitation, who continue to fail to provide contracts to minority and women-owned businesses. So the Comptroller wants to make sure that they have a chief diversity officer, wants to make sure that more contracts are given in a smaller portion to minority and women-owned businesses, but we can continue to support them as well. Lastly, NYCHA, the heating problem. Uh, we were out on the field during the bomb cycle, the blizzard, the snowstorm, whatever type of term you want to use to describe the little snow that fell that day. Uh, and we saw that I was personally out in NYCHA buildings where there was ice inside of the house of the tenants. Ice, yeah, 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 thank you. You saw, you saw it on Facebook? Ice inside of the household of a tenant. And you see, Sometimes we get into this thing of pointing the finger at others. Most recently, it thrust neck, a little girl and her father passed away. 13 years old. The comptroller and me as a young public uh, person in public service wants to know who's gonna go up to the funeral of that little girl, go up to the casket and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry because all you wanted to do was sleep at night warm in your, in your household. 
because your father wanted to keep you warm and he was paying the rent. But somebody, somebody forgot to turn on the heat. And instead we go ahead and we put the finger in regards to this financial spiral that whatever you want to call, say there was some mismanagement of funding. So the Comptroller of the City of New York has made a statement in saying that he's going to audit NYCHA because we want answers. Time's up. If you have any questions, I'll take any questions. <laughs> what, what office are you running for? What office are you running for? And what, what office are you running for? What what? What office are you running for? See, this is when I lose my job. This is when I lose my job. Thank you. I'll be coming to the board. Anybody else? Thank you. Uh, please, if you want to reach out to me, I'm taking the questions. Does, does Marielle know that you uh, <laughs> taking questions? <laughs> if you have any questions, please contact if me. If you got any uh, questions, you'll be here to the end of the meeting, and you can talk to him at that time. Thank you. With that, that concludes the uh, elected officials' report, and we will now go into the business of the board with the minutes. Um, with the um, uh, committee reports. There is only one resolution that needs to be voted on uh, for tonight, which is the FLP. And so Peter Rosado, the chair of the committee, will speak up. All right. He's got seven minutes. It'll be less than that. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Peter Rosado. I'm the chair of the Franchise Licensing and Permits Committee. We have one. Uh, motion in front of the board today is to write a letter to the New York State Liquor Authority requesting that the Manta Seafood Restaurant located at 1288 Westchester Avenue, Bronx 10459, application for a full liquor license, be approved with the following stipulations. The stipulations are listed on the minutes. Please read them. I'm not going to go through them one by one. I will say this. When we met at the board for Manta Seafood Restaurant, we did receive um, some reports from community members concerning issues on uh, that stretch of street. We were able to determine that it uh, was not concerning 1288 Westchester Avenue, but concerning uh, other businesses on that block, which myself and the district manager and the chair have decided that we will be speaking to the 41st Precinct and other community members to try and figure <coughs> out what are the causes and how we can stop those issues from happening. We decided as a committee that we did not want to fault uh, the business at 1288 for the sins of its other uh, constituents on that block so we decided to select the application for approval there were a couple things that needed to be checked out by the 41st precinct we got that information uh this morning and it all checked out exterior cameras he had not had them up yet he had said that he would have to wait two weeks uh he expedited his cameras his exterior cameras are working they reach in the directions and the length that we uh, want all of our cameras to reach and he got that expedited for tonight. He also has a security logbook and is in the process of securing a contract with a security company and getting security guards. Being that he does not have a liquor license and operates only as a restaurant, he does not currently have to have security, so he does not currently have that, but he has stated to us that once he gets approval, he will be getting a contract with a security company and getting to the board and the precinct all the relevant information for that. Everything else, all our normal stipulations, he agreed to. So once again, we place the, uh, the motion for the application in front of you. The owner and his attorney are here tonight, 
Uh, for any questions or comments or concerns? Mr. Chair. Um, well, there's a question of effect there. Yeah, Mr. Chair, I, I would like to say that as a member of the committee, we did not vote on that particular item. We did not what? We didn't vote. Okay. And the reason was because of some of the concerns that we had. Um, in the past three months, we have approved, I think, about three um, licenses. And um, there is a history of, you know, problem with some of those establishments. And we felt that we are overloading that block. And, and this present uh, business is seeking a full license, not just to save the, the current customers, but he wants to expand. He wants to have a clock, which it might be hosting up to, uh, I think, 70-something people for an event. And we felt that, you know, it's too much pressure on that little block. And the quality of life of the people living there um, is not being taken into consideration by continuously expanding the number of liquor stores or licenses. And you know, this is a problem in our community board too. There is so much um, invasion of um, you know, people suffering from um, um, their own vices and sins because it's readily available and whether we like it or not one incident enough increases the, um, the uh, it affects the quality of life of people in the community so I, I'm not against I'm not against this establishment per se but what I'm saying is that we should allow the other licenses that we have approved at least let's see how it affects the community before we continue to approve more licenses well to clarify your statement uh reverend the, a vote was made at committee to approve if they met the stipulations of the day officer mia was there that night as, as well as our district manager we approved it under the guise that they met and they were able to get the things that they needed to get because his camera system was not set up yet. He did not have an incident log, things like that. Stipulations that we ask of every business that comes before us. And because he was able to expedite and prove that he has that, Officer Mia did a walkthrough yesterday and was able to prove that all of this stuff had been taken care of, reported back to the board. Those are the stipulations that we had set forth that if they had not met those, we would not even bring this application in front of the, the full board. Secondly, in terms of the incidents that have been on that block, as we spoke about at the committee meeting, if we're going to be completely transparent, the incidents, the majority, if not all of the incidents, stemmed around 1292 Westchester Avenue, not 1288. And but they're next door. They are next door to each other. He operates as, tell the difference. He operates as a restaurant that already seats up to 70 people. All he's asking is for a liquor license for his business, right? And the incident that happened recently at that location happened as a result of the of the location next door viol uh, seemingly violating uh, proposals that we have placed before it. And the district manager and the chair and myself have all said that we are going to sit with the 41st Precinct to deal with those issues and try and fix those issues. But as we said at committee, we said that we would not 
it would be unfair to hold him accountable for the sins of his neighbors, right? His business has had a clean record as a restaurant. His, no, he's been operating as a restaurant for a while. He's asking for a full liquor license. Once a while, six months? Okay. So they've been operating as a restaurant with no incidents, right? We cannot blame him for the sins of their neighbors. Because if that, if that were the case, ladies and gentlemen, outside of the thousands of, hundreds of applications that our chairperson had as the former FLP chair and the applications that I've seen, we would be denying applications left and right for people not on their sins, but on the sins of businesses around them. In fact, what I said at committee was very simply this. Those businesses that want to act correctly, those businesses that want to follow our stipulations and proposals should be allowed to operate, and those that don't should be shut down. Um, there's two questions up in the air, then I got my question, but Cedric? What page are your minutes on? The minutes are on the first page, right after page four. Right after the full board meeting agenda, the minutes are always right behind it. Basically, their minutes would basically show the uh, the stipulations of the application. Um, Paula? I just, I live in the neighborhood and I agree with the Reverend and we're not basing judgment on the sins of that one establishment. However, when you have three and four establishments in one block, that people come in that don't live in that area and hang out and party and urinate and, and, and do what they do, all times of the night, especially on Friday and Saturday evening, it is an insult to me as a, a taxpayer and somebody who pays rent to live in that area. When you go to the train station on Monday morning, it reeks of urine. Mm -hmm. That's horrible. And I'm tired of it. I'm not judging him on all of those establishments, but it's like kids. If you put five kids in, a, in one bunch and they all bad, that's what you're going to get a bad situation. You can't say, oh, well, take one out because this one is good. No, you put them with the bad, it's just going to happen, a bad situation. So then I say we deal with the bad. We don't deal, we don't, we don't well, it's four curse, establishments. curse the one that, that is. Block. It's four establishments. Okay. okay. Um, time out, time out, time out. Marta, you got your hand up? Yes. Okay. Marta, Gracia, and Bob. Three current licenses back to back, door to door to door to door. There, three in that little piece of block. There's three current licenses. There's two. Two and then the liquor license. There's the 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 corner that now is called Star. Right. There's the tequila that's door to door with this one. What was the first one she wanted? The bodegas of beer and wine. Right, we don't, and we, and yeah, right, the bodegas of beer and wine. You, don't, you guys don't deal with beer and wine? So why are we talking about the bodegas then? My, we don't have, of oh, a liquor store, they don't have to come in between us, but a bodega has to. Time out, time out, time out. have a beer and wine license. That's why I make it an issue, and I want to make it an issue with SLA because all these stores are bypassing the board, and we don't know what's going on. And the precinct, the precinct may have complaints about them, but since they're not coming before us, they they're, they're escaping. But I'm, we're going to try right. and get that clear. So we're aware but, of that too. But you're right, my doctor. Well, the Belly Bodega has been there 50 years. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're never giving any problems. 
we're talking about this tequila and mezcal place that we just gave them a license not to. That's where the problems are. Right. Because it's it's an after hour. I don't care what anybody says. I live across the street. Right. Okay? So it's an after hour. So this other place is door to door. The doors. Yes. Right? Okay, so we're not judging them on, on their neighbor. But you say they're gonna expand to what? No, they're not expanding. They're not expanding. That was that was an oversight by my committee by my committee <coughs> colleague. They're not expanding. He's staying in the same space. He's not it, opening any more space. It's the restaurant. Right. He's just gonna he's just gonna have the ability to serve liquor in his restaurant. He's not expanding. His restaurant already can hold seventy people. But he, he's not expanding into any bigger space. And I'll say this, Marta, I brought this up at the executive committee meeting yesterday. I, for one, am embarrassed to say that my name is on the reapproval for 1292, which is Mesquila and, Te and, and, and Tezcal, because I was not aware, as Julia Cruz brought to my attention, and she told me, she says, you could only go on the information that was put in front of you. Okay, we were told by the 41st Precinct that they did not have any police reports, that there were no issues there. We were not aware prior, at least I was not, I should say, that there were community concerns. Apparently the board was aware, but there were no statements brought to me. There was no testimony brought to me. I could only go with what was in front of me, and I approved them based on that. If I had known of all of the issues, if I had known of the allegation that was brought to me by the owner of the business here on the application today, where he told me that he has been witness to certain after-hour things happening there, if I had been told that an incident had happened at 7 o'clock in the morning where someone threw a chair through his window because they were exiting 1292 when they're supposed to be closed at 4 a.m., I would not have put my signature on that reapproval. So I agree there are bad apples on that block. And I agree that this board and SLA and the 41st Precinct need to work together to be tougher on those bad apples and revoke licenses for people who go against stipulations. But I also believe that, we, like I said earlier, we should not, this gentleman who runs his restaurant has not had any issues, okay? We should not tell him that he should not be able to have the ability to have a liquor license because of the issues of the person next door to him. I understand. As long as there's no expansion, because let me tell you, the back of the stores yes. is, a, is a huge, it's a vast empty <coughs> space that leads out to Whitlock. Yes. Okay? So I know, I've been to all those stores, okay? So it could be, there could be a nightclub there. That's what we don't want. Right. You don't want any more problems. And I would bring it to the owner, I would ask him if, if he has, if he told us he has no plans of expansion, and if we have any further questions on that, the owner and his because attorney so far, are here. The, this restaurant I, has been no problems. Right. Right? And, but I know that the problem is... Next door. Next door. Yes. I, I, I have a... I, time out. Time out. The committee members that were there, please understand, I'm going to go to the people that are not committee members to get their input on the statements. Okay? Not that I'm trying to disrespect anybody, but I want to hear from other board members. I already know the sentiments of the committee members uh, because I believe, uh, well, I'll say my piece when it comes to that time, but I just don't want anybody to feel that I'm, if I have time, I will go back to you. But at this time, I got Altagracia, and then I got Cedric. Go ahead, Altagracia. Um, they 
confused me, you know, the, the, you got too excited and you got to sign out and look at another way to, to you know, to express your sentimiento como tú te sientas. Uh, I was part of the committee with the chairman for many years, a couple of years. And I see now that you got this, you got the situation. What Marta said, what this lady said, and I said it. Because I started in that block in the 60s when they got a couple of bags there, I was in a hundred hours and I see how the black is. And after that, they keep doing the same thing. The guy that got the club and they got the other store because they got one person out there, they got two business. And we found out when they got, we got little issues with them. In the corner, the restaurant, now oh, the only thing they need more now is to, to do in a stripper because I can tell you and I can prove you that. And the other, the, the other store, the one that you said the store, they get, they sell it hardcore because they sell it beer, they sell it wine, they sell it, that's a, that's a hardcore. So, and you don't have to be too excited. Before you give you that, you're supposed to, you or one of your committee, take it one day, the, no, nobody knows, go watch that's it right. in the daytime and in the nighttime that's and right. you wanna see what's going on right. and after that you sign them. Yes. Thank mm. you. Cedric? Uh, unless I'm missing something, I only see one resolution listed. Yes, sir. Wasn't there yet another? Did I not make a presentation before the committee? And did we not have a resolution? But that didn't have to come before the no, board. No, I'm not saying, oh, that didn't have That to doesn't come have to come before the full board. Oh, okay. All right. That was your question, Cedric? That was a stipulation. That was it. Okay. That's a stipulation that's added, Cedric. Right. And, okay. and we will. Oh, I got you. And, All right. And, and, All right. and at the next FLP, I will be at that meeting, and I will make sure that we'll put, we'll put it on. Thank you, Mr. Chair. All right. Okay, Barbara and, and Reverend John, very quickly, because I have to say my piece also. Okay. As a member of that committee, I would really like to speak, Officer Mir, who goes out and investigate everything before we approve it. I really think it's very important that y'all hear from Officer Mir. Okay, but it's my understanding that he gave his report to the chair and to the district He's manager. right here, he could also speak to because he does, he goes out and he We're not, saying, we're not, we're not, right now we're not debating whether he inspected the place or not. We're not debating that. What's being debated was is there is there enough licenses already on that particular block or not? That's I what I agree. think that that, that 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 Martha is trying to say, which is what Paul is trying to say, which is what Atagracia is trying to say. I agree with that that we need to come to a complete stop of giving liquor license on that block. It's too much. We have, do have to stop. Well at and the we next FLP it has we you have to that. present a moratorium for that particular block. And then, at which time then, we will then present it to the uh, State Liquor Authority to make sure if they can comply with that request. And one more thing, just to cut it short. That committee, there's a whole bunch of committees in here, and we need more committee members <laughs> when it comes to the franchise committee. It's only about two of us in there since they're me There's and three of you. Not counting the chair. That's not yet. enough. We need more people. A committee can be held of three and more. We need more people. A committee can be held by three or more. Unfortunately, that we do not have enough members to expand it. Remember that we said six members per committee. As long as, long as we have enough uh, community members. All right? So 
Understand that. Yes, Reverend John. Okay. Um, I now speak not as a member of the committee, but I also want to point out to the to the board when we were using 914 Prospect Avenue, we have a club on top of the building. Every weekend, if you come there, you will see that after the party, mm -hmm. in fact, mm -hmm. they will pee pee, mm -hmm. they will do do, mm -hmm. they pee on your car, they do do on your car. Every week, we have to sanitize, bleach the whole sidewalk. And this particular establishment we're talking about is not just a restaurant. I'm not happy that we are trying to hide the fact that this man wants to start something like a club. My concern is when you bring in 70-something people every night into this block, plus what is happening there, do you think about the people living there? If this were to happen in your neighborhood, will you be happy? We have so many establishments that are already polluting this little block. And this man is going to start a club. That's what he told us at the committee. You no, that's not what he said. All right, please, my, please. my committee colleagues should not be making you assumptions. Think it is the best thing to do. We're, we're yeah. going, the both out of order. You're not going to talk over each other's voice. Okay? We understand the, 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 the sentiments of the committee members. Now, I will say my piece. It was under my impression that this was voted on by the committee and that it was approved based on st certain stipulations if it was uh, done by, by today. That was my understanding. I hear tonight that there was no action taken on this application. So I do not know why this particular application is on the agenda for today if it was not voted because if it was what should have happened was prior to this meeting you should have grabbed your members and spoken to your members and say mayor said this this and this and then let them take their vote before you started this this particular issue on this agenda being the fact that it's on the agenda what i am going to do is i'm going to request a roll call vote on this item. Mr. Chair, we can go to the recording of every of the meeting that was made as a re recording is made of every meeting that is held, or at least of every of one of my meetings, and you can go back into the audio recording and you would find that there it was a vote made on the basis that if the stipulations were met tonight, that it would go in front of the board. As we did a couple was of months ago. Was it voted ago, by everybody? There were only three people there? Was yes, it voted it by the three members? Yes of if the stipulations were met, and that was the key contention. If the stipulations were met, as we did a couple of months ago with another business who needed to produce documentation the night of, and if they didn't produce it, we would have bypassed it on the voting, on the voting item. We gave this, this opportunity, the same opportunity to, to, this, to this gentleman. And I would ask Mr. Chair humbly if this, if this gentleman and his attorney can come up, because I believe that there have been some assumptions made um, by people about the plans this man has for his business, and I believe that no man, nobody in this in this place, not even myself as the committee chair, can speak for the plans of his business rather than himself. And I think it is his right to speak in front of this board about the plans for his business, so that he can dispel any rumors and assumptions, and then also so that it can be publicly on the record. That way, if things were to change at a later date, we have him on the record in front of the full board saying that he was not going to do something if he did it at a later date. 
but my understanding is that the one that is complaining about his plans are the committee members. Which I believe are assumptions that were made based on what they think is going to happen, not what this gentleman said. Him and his lawyer both said they have no plans to open any kind of club, but they intend to stay a family restaurant that just has the ability to serve liquor. Again, I believe that this attorney, gentleman has that right. The attorney right. on record, is that, uh, that the same attorney for all the other establishments on that particular block? Yes. And it's the same landlord? Uh, of, of my understanding, yes. I have no okay. knowledge of the landlord. All right. Might that, that might that be the last, and then I, I want to go to a roll call. This stipulation was specifically for this business? Well, the stipulations that are listed here are the, are the regular stipulations that we have for just about every business that comes in. We list uh, the amount of cameras that they'll have. Um, we list what kinds of uh, entertainment they will have, if any. Just about everything else here is a standard stipulation for the businesses. If we feel like any extra stipulations need to be made, we have the ability as the committee to add those extra stipulations as need be. You mentioned restaurant, but it says no one under 21. Well, that, that's a regular thing. No, any kind of they, Anytime they have a special event. So, for example, if he were to have a Super Bowl party, like on a Super Bowl Sunday, he were to do a Super Bowl event. That would be considered a special event. No one under the age of 21 would be allowed to be in, in that establishment for that event. So anytime they would have a special event, no one under 21. And that goes for every business. That's a normal step. That's a normal step on all licenses. Yes. Um, they are here. They've been, and, and they've been asking to speak for a while. I'm going to recognize them because the executive board wants to hear from them. But I also want to hear from uh, police officer Mayor. Yeah. yeah, um, for one, you know, right? My, uh, I visited his establishment yesterday. He complied with everything that the board requested him to do, and I presented that to, uh, to the board. And, um, went to the restaurant. It's a family restaurant, as I saw. We never had any problems there. It is a family restaurant. It, it doesn't go beyond the, the capacity of the restaurant, so it doesn't have like a back entrance to to the the rest of the area back there. It doesn't. You just come in. You come in. You have two two exit doors, uh, an entrance and an exit door, and that is it. And it's just a family-owned restaurant, which he brought to the board, where he just. You know, family sometimes want to have dinner and maybe have a glass of wine after their dinner. And that's why he wanted the liquor license. But he is not making it a club or a bar or anything in that sense. You know, he just wants a liquor license um, so that way someone could just have a beer or a wine after a dinner. That's what that's what he presented to me. So, can I have the owner come up, please?
Okay. Hey, take this chair. I'll go sit in my old chair. Okay. Hi, uh, my name is Stacy Weiss. I'm, I'm the attorney. My name is Stacy Weiss. I'm the attorney uh, for Manta Restaurant. This is Raul. He's the owner. I just want to, first of all, I just want to establish that, um, as, as the officer said, this is a family restaurant. It's not a big place. Uh, I think uh, people were mistaken, uh, <coughs> mistaken that the, uh, when they were saying that it was a big place, it was two places before. It was the place next door and his, and his restaurant that were combined, and that's why it was a huge place before. This is only half of what it was before, and it's not a big place. It only seats about 70 people, and it's just the one floor basement of storage. So it's not a very big place. Um, he's going to keep it as a family-style restaurant. He wants to have the opportunity to have a variety of things. He wants to have a little karaoke. He wants to make it enjoyable for people. That's the idea. It's not, it's not going to be a nightclub. It's not going to be a party place. He, he will have occasionally have parties for people if they want to have uh, a shower, or a birthday party, or some special occasion like that. He will have that. He will make it available for people to do that. But it's not going to be a disco or a club. It's not big enough anyway. It's a small place. Even if he wanted to do it, he can't. Um, but he wants to have a variety of, of, of things in there so people could have an enjoyable time. Um, I, and, and by the way, I never appeared on those other licenses. I, I was the attorney to the paperwork, but I did not appear at those other licenses. So they were on their own when they came. I was not here on it. Um, uh, if anybody has a question, I'll be happy to answer it. So he'll be renting the space out to the public? No, not renting it out to the public. No, like for a rental, like if you want to, you said you want to no, do a not shower. No, but it's not renting it out. What he's doing is people come to him and he's going to host it, but he doesn't rent it out. For a fee or free? Well, it's, no, of course it's not. <laughs> it's not. You make reservations, you plan your party, and you have a gift. Right, like you want to have a birthday party. Yeah. But he runs yeah, but it, they don't run they, it. He, he runs the party. It's not like people just come in and he walks away and they just have a, you know, it's not an event space. He runs the party, he hosts it. You know, like the party. If I decided to. You're gonna pay. You're gonna right, pay, him. pay him, right? And he's on site, right? Uh, absolutely. He's so not gonna give liquor, me a restaurant. The, the, there will be no liquor at the event if somebody decides to pay him. To it's a restaurant. You have to pay It's a restaurant. It's, but it's he's like, there at all times. It's not like he's not there. Not he has to run space. the business. It's not an event space where, where you would just say, "Let me have your restaurant, please. Give me the keys." It's not that. It's not that at all. I would thought it would be running like, you know how you rent a community room? And you no, it's not, no, of course not. How could it be like that? He has a liquor license. He's responsible for everything that he does. I've seen the sign. I'm just asking. No, no, not at all. It's going to be, you know, you want to you have a party. And, and you, may, you may just have like 10 people, so you get a little party. I don't, I don't, I don't speak English that well, but I, all what I ask you
You know, I just want to have a, a family restaurant and enjoy some, sometimes some live music when you eat your, you know, yeah. your dinner or something like that. So that's the only opportunity. Small, small. You see guys that I'm doing wrong, I think, I don't know the law, but you can cancel it or whatever, you know, guys. I have two questions. When you roll out, it states that the crows, what time is he expecting to close? There's a mistake on there, it says 4 p.m. on on. What is the hours of operation? Um, hold on a second. We, we discussed it at the meeting. All weeks, nine and what as far as music, what yeah. is it going to be live or live band? I know, I'm just, I want to make sure. If you have an error on there, I just want everyone on the record on what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah. Like three pieces? Like, yeah, like, 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 karaoke, you either want to see as far as what is it? Three pieces or like three pieces? Three pieces. Three people. Three people playing. Maybe one, maybe one or two even. Not even three. No, maybe a guy playing a guitar or something. Okay, because I got, I have to be leaving here very soon. We have to close up. I want to take a roll call vote on this. I just want to get this. Mr. Chair. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, One quick question. Yes, sir. Will you provide security for the private rental? You said you could have parties there. When you have any parties, you have security there. That's what I'm asking. If you're going to have, if you're going to give out space, you're going to let them reserve the space, they're still going to drink, right? Applebee's no, don't get security. It's a restaurant. <laughs> it's a restaurant. You can have 40 people at Applebee's. I am only trying to clarify what the member is asking. Okay. If you have, if you're having an event where people reserve a space, where people reserve a space. So, for instance, you, they, they give out the back of the bar, uh, the back of the location, and you got 20 people there. Uh, plus whatever else you got from your regular business, will you be having security there? That is what I believe Mr. McCluster is asking. Well, it, it's, the security is for the restaurant, so of course. Okay, that's the answer. Okay? It covers the whole restaurant. Uh, um, because of time, I need to make a roll call vote on this. Please, hear your name. Yay, if you accept the, the recommendation of the uh, committee, and nay, if you don't. Please. Okay, when you hear your name, please say yes or no. If you're voting to approve for the liquor license, you say yes. If you're voting to not, say no. Evelyn Arauz. Yes. I can't vote. Bobby Crespo goes last, right? Okay. Alta Cruz. I stand. Reason for abstention. Abstention. Your reason. Reason. My reason? Yes. Because I don't believe in that even when you ask him now the security. He's not going to put in no security if he got me. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Moving <laughs> on. Julian Cruz. Yes. John DeRitt. Yes. Kevin Ellison. Paula Fields. No. Sonia Ferguson. Jasmine Goodwin. 
Jasmine? Jasmine? No. Alexandra Guadalupe? No. Yvonne Guillen? Yes. Okay, Jesse Harrison. James Fernandez? Yes. Shaquan Hunt? No. Barbara Lopez? Yes. Roland Lopez? Yes. Nicholas Matteo? No. Luis Marrero? No. Cedric McClusters? Abstain. Abstention? Due, due to religion. Religious, religious reason. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Dundee McKellar? No. Reverend Moses? Abstain. Excuse me? Abstain. Abstain? Oh, because religious. Dr. Francis. Reason. Excuse me. I need to hear why the abstention, please. Consider your vote either yay or nay on the tie. Extensions are going to the minority of the vote. And so there is no minority because it's a tie. So I will go to those that have abstained to get conclusion on this. If not, we will send no letter because it's a tie. Cedric is always religious. Right. He's never changed. So there's Alta Gracia, Reverend Bolton. Okay, Alta Gracia Cruz, do you still abstain or do you change I say no, definitely. 
She says no now. Okay. So is that it? We stop. No, that. keep going. Okay. Reverend Moses. He's still religious. He's religious. Okay. No. Okay. But he never did. What did he say? He said no. Uh, Dr. Francis. So he thought. He says no now. All right, so they, three, they all changed to no. All right, so 15, 15 days and 12 years. All right? Okay. You witnessed that I had a roll call vote, and unfortunately, we will be, we will need to uh, be sending a letter. So I'll take a motion to send a letter to the State Liquor Authority stating uh, the position of the board, which is, uh, 15 no's and 12 yeys. Dandy, who seconds? Second by Paul Field. All those in favor say aye. Aye. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Any nays? Any abstentions? Okay. So it's a no. We'll send a letter. We'll ask the uh, district manager to uh, create the letter. We will send it out. Can you just sign it? I will be signing it. Okay? Okay, thank you. Uh, going along on economic development. Maria Torres. Okay. Um, my minutes are on page 76. Um, it was a very short meeting, and uh, you could review them there. There was no voting items. We had a... Um, a presentation by, I'm sorry, I'm still counting my no votes. Um, sorry. There was a presentation by uh, Clean Energy uh, Fuels and then a JS Food Pantry came and presented. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. Chair of the Housing Land Use, Nick Mario. How you doing? Happy New Year. My minutes are on page 77. Any questions? Hold the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Environmental, Roland Lopez. Because we've been here quite a while, I'm just going to condense it. Okay, we had um, Mark Harris, who works for a solar company, a solar energy, and uh, anybody here that's a, a, a homeowner or an apartment dweller, you can switch to solar energy, which is better for the environment, because fossil fuel is polluting, especially here in the Hunts Point area. So this is on page 80, please read it. And it's up to you as a homeowner or renter, whether you're gonna stay with Con Edison and other companies, okay? Then we have a company here, I'm just gonna do it fast because the time is of the essence. We have a, um, a site that was polluted at 1120 Westchester Avenue, and they're cleaning that site up. It used to be the site of a cleaners. So apparently, some of the, the uh, cleaning fluids, which are toxic, were in that uh, site, and they're cleaning that, okay? Um, on the new business, we have the Tri-State Biodiesel Company in the Barreto, which um, takes cooking oil and they make it into buy uh, by diesel, which I don't know if any of us are we doing that, saving some of our cooking oil, or how do we dispose of it? I think that we should 
get into that. I, I'll try and do some research on that. Okay? Right now, with sanitation, the way that sanitation with the cooking, yeah. with the cooking oil, you right. ever put it in a milk container. And you put, put it in a container, and then you put oil. Okay, good. Okay, quickly. Um, then there's another company here that they manage waste management, and it's called the Surveil Transfer LLC. And um, they built a wall to make sure that what they're doing there um, wouldn't affect the, the surrounding community. And finally, um, the mayor of uh, New York, uh, Mayor de Blasio, is giving homeowners a, um, a uh, they will receive a credit of $183, which as a homeowner, um, would, you know, it helps us because water is going up. I don't know if renters know this. You have bad landlords, good landlords. I'm not a landlord. I have a brownstone, and they kill us with our water bills. They, we receive summonses. Today, Pasquale had to go and fight a summons, right, Pasquale? Yeah. Uh, kids, you know, they just come by, there's a paper, and we pay for it. Yep. So that's all I'm saying. That's the end of my report. Thank you. Thank you, Roland. Okay. Uh, Larry Robinson, new uh, services. When you own the house? Good evening, everybody. Just to let you know, on uh, the third Wednesday every month, we have a youth services committee meeting. You're all welcome. My report is on 82 to 84. Read it and enjoy. Thank you. Uh, Lloyd. Yes, good evening. Health and Human Services. Yes, good evening, everyone. Um, my presentation minutes is page 85. So we have two presentations one from Urban Health that they came to talk about the Affordable Care Act and the open enrollment that is currently happening until January 31st for those people who don't qualify for Medicaid and they can go through the uh, New York State of Health. And also we have uh, somebody from the Department of Health, Mentor and Hygiene, and she came and talked about the health action centers and uh, there are throughout the city. But here in the Bronx, we have one where they provide a various of services for families and children. If you, have more, if you want more specific and telephone, it is part of the minutes. Thank you. Louis, I also know that uh, Veterans Affairs is under your committee. It's a subcommittee to your committee. Uh, Dondi, I know you didn't have a meeting in February, I mean January, but you're having a meeting this Thursday. Correct. All right. Uh, at 2 o'clock in New York, If, if possible, when, when the health committee convenes, uh, when you do your meeting, please have whatever presenters, if possible, so like that they can question if they have any questions. Sure. Okay? okay. Thank you. Uh, special events. Mike Duck. I have a written report, but I, we did meet, and we met briefly on a Free Kings event, which of course was canceled. We met the Wednesday before. And we knew of this superstorm that was coming and the freezing temperatures, so we canceled the Three Kings event that was supposed to happen at 115. And we have our toys uh, at the 411 precinct guarded, so we'll have them for next year. That's the end of my report. When have you rescheduled the Three Kings? Nope. No, 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 no,
kids shouldn't have to suffer because we forgot to put it on the calendar. Right? Um, finishing up any old business. Any old business. Any new business. Well, I got only one new business that I want to discuss. I don't want to discuss it, but put it out there. I met with the executive committee on Monday, and um, we're looking at changing a part of the bylaws of um, that anybody that wants to be uh, executive board member can run for an executive board member, but if they are a chair of a committee, that they will relinquish the chair if they get elected to the executive board. So I guess we can expand the leadership of the board and, and, and have much more input from other people from the board as leadership of, the, of this community board. Uh, it's only affecting two people on the executive board, which is uh, Maria Torres and Larry Robinson. It's not for voting yet. We're looking at the wording. We're looking to see how it could be done. And then once we have it, uh, we, put, we, 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 we have the wording, the proper wording, then we can, uh, uh, I will present it to the full board. Um, outside of that, uh, any announcements? Peter. Mr. Chair, I just would like to make this announcement considering what uh, happened here tonight with the, uh, French, with the FLP vote. I would like to open publicly, if, the, if you did not know, we meet every second Tuesday of the month. If you have community concerns, do not wait till the full board meeting. Bring it to us at FLP. Because if we show up here, we don't want to act like we didn't hear you, that we don't know what's going on. But if you don't come to us, we don't know. Sometimes the Oneda and Cynthia are extremely busy. The DM and the chair can be extremely busy. And sometimes a message may not get to us. Sometimes these things do fall through the cracks. So if you have a community concern, if you have an issue, come, come to the FLP meeting, even if you just want to listen on what's going on. Give your concern so we are fully informed because when we come to these full board meetings, we are going on the information presented. Thank you. How's about y'all do um, visits before you go on? How about what? Okay. If, if you'd like to come cover my seventh grade class during the afternoon so I can walk around the community, that'd be great. No, it happens on an on evening time. Right? Joyce did well, it. But that's her, I guess that was her choice. Right, it's not a requirement for us right. to visit. Any other announcements? And, and, and so we don't have any problems. From now on, I will ask that the district manager prepare any incidents reports that the 401 precinct give as it concerns to any liquor license. We have been always doing that. It's just recently that we're just not getting it on time. Um, but this particular, where this license is at, and I will not be asking anybody so please put your hands down. I will not. Uh, we know that on Westchester Avenue between Whitlock and Longfellow, the history of that particular area, all right? And any member that was part of the FLP that knew about the issues prior should have brought it up to the committee at that time instead of being quiet. Because any information that you may have had could have helped in avoiding this certain situation. Knowing that there was three 
two other bars in the area, a liquor store and a store that sells wine and beer, all right, I think that that's more than enough of a saturation of alcohol in one particular block. And the, any committee member that's been part of this committee, during the time when all this information was going out, should have been able to furnish that information to the chair if the chair was not aware of what was going on in that area. So Reverend that's my John, only thing. Reverend, Reverend John. Yes, please, uh, I want to correct what the chair of my committee have said. The district manager gave us a full report of what is happening in that particular location. Okay, it that wasn't a, shared with us, so thank you. It is a mistake to say that we didn't have the information. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Jack. If I may, I'm, um, at the FLP, they at, at times instruct me to monitor an establishment uh, when there are concerns. So I just want to open it up, and I was just explaining it to the to Madam Treasurer here that if you give me the directive to check up uh, an establishment out, I will certainly do so. I know that the, the 41 precinct is preparing on a March. Uh, inspection, which is they bring all city agencies. I will ask that the district manager be made aware, keep himself involved with the 41 precinct on that. If he wishes to participate in it, then fine with me. All right. If not, then to please get whatever reports we get from the March I'd like to be inspection, involved, if possible, and okay. notify. All right. Uh, with that, roll call. Okay. When you do your name, please answer. Evelyn Arroz. All right. Bobby Crespo. Present. Altagracia. She just left. Altagracia. Do I have a letter? Yeah. Julia, Ian, John, Doris. John Doris. I just saw him. John, Evan Ellison, Paula Fields. Present. John Doris is present. John Doris is present. John Doris is present. Ivan Ian. Jesse Harris, Jason Hernandez, Jaquan Hood, Marlon Lopez, Roland Lopez, Nick Rispetio. Time out. Time out. Uh, please, if you've got garbage on your table, please discard it on the side here, please. Do not leave it. Luis Moreno. Cedric McCluster. Yeah. Donnie McCullough. Reverend Moses. Yeah. Dr. Francis. Dr. Francis. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Thank you, Ortiz. Please, if we don't get everybody saying. Sandra Reyes Piazza. Marta Rivera. Marta. Larry.